this morning, there was, I think there was, as the worship was going on, there was such a, an anointing, and it was such a um, declare, uh, like, declaration of two things, that God loves us, and that we love him in return. Then it's, uh, so that really, this is the center of my message this morning, about knowing God that loves us. And he wants to do that. He wants, us, he wants us to know that. Not only just by words, but he wants us to know that. That he loves us. Closer. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, if you remember last, last week when John Onnett was here, he was talking about uh, the three uh, journeys that we have. Outward journey, inward journey, and the upward journey. Uh, and this, uh, well, yesterday I was at home and I was thinking about that and I thought about the, this thing here, this tripod, how we need the three legs. If we, one leg was shorter than the other, then everything was leaning on one side. But God wants us to build each leg as we go. As, uh, uh, not on, just on one side, be once, but he wants us to bring the three legs together. He wants us to have that journey with him. He wants that inner journey, but he wants also that journey outside. So this morning, I'd like to share a bit about the inner journey, because this is who we are, and that's what we love to do, and, it, and it's, uh, I think I want to share that, about the inner journey that we looked at. But uh, as we look at the word this morning, um, the book of Ephesians talks about one thing, and I was surprised to see that he uh, talks about uh, the true identity in Christ that we have. He mentioned that 13 times in the book of Ephesians about our identity that we must have in him. Compared to Roman, which has three times, talks about three times. First Corinthians chapter, uh, First Corinthians talks about three times. Uh, Second Corinthians, we see it talks about it twice. Galatians, once. Colossians, twice. And Second Timothy, one time. So the message today, like he wants us to really know who we are uh, in him. And uh, he wants us to make sure that we understand that. And the, 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 this morning, as Katrina was leading the songs and all the worship and about, about the love of God, that he loves us, that he loves us, but he, and she turned around and said, love, we love you. He wants, she, this is the message that he, we want to do this morning. I want to read some scriptures, and we've read that so many times. Um, and it's, it's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. To 20. I haven't learned yet that I have to put my font bigger so I don't need my glasses. <laughs> I got to work on that. <laughs> so it says here, I want to read this. It says, when I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And Paul says, I pray uh, that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you the, the mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. May your roots be, go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's children should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love really is. May your soul, may you experience the love of Christ. Through it is so great that you will 
never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now the glory be to God. By his mighty power at work within us, he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or hope. Hallelujah. So this is a powerful word. Paul wants it to get, it through, get us through our hearts. I guess through our mind also. But we need to know that God gives us the strength. Um, I don't know about you, but there, there, uh, I feel like someone has um, a bad knee before we start. Is there anyone here that has a bad knee? On, can, can you stand up and, and we'll, we'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Want to lay a hand on her? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you again. The privilege that you have uh, to pray for one another. Oh, God. Just to uh, minister to, to your daughter because you revealed that this morning. Because you want to touch her and heal her. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this healing. And we accept that because the healing is hers and she takes it on, Lord. So we just thank you, Father, this morning for that. Lord, we just give you honor and praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And praise God. So the first thing that Paul asks us to do is to be filled or to be have uh, Christ to have his home in us, to rule in us. And he says that uh, what's, he wants us to believe, oh, listen, I've got, I've got it right here. Okay. Christ wants to dwell and rule and reign in our hearts, and it is by faith that happens this. And, uh, sorry, I got the wrong place here. He wants to give, the, the, give us strength. Strength means to be strong, to be tough, enduring. It means to have energy. The word power means to force energy and might. So this... The Lord doesn't want to leave us alone. He, he gives us the Holy Spirit so that we're able to be mighty, so that we have a, a, an inner strength that will come in our hearts. For the reason is that what we say says, for that reason it says in Acts chapter 1, so that we're able to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. So he's equipping us to go out that. First of all, we have to know that we are his. And by, he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon us. And when we know that the Holy Spirit is on us, we know in our hearts, yes, that we are His. And He'll give us the strength to go out. And we we're talking about a while ago about the outward journey, but He, he was calling us to do that. What we'll receive to, is He asks us to go out and to be His witness all over the world, especially it says in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and all the parts of the world. That's His first request, Paul asked. He says, this is, I get the Holy Spirit, get the strength from him. The second verse, it says, I pray 
that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts. I was wondering, how can Christ be more and more at home in our hearts? How can he be in us a, a little bit at a time? But I thought at the beginning, he says, well, God is fully in us. But I start thinking about that, and it says, Lord, just showed me that sometimes in our hearts, we have little compartments. We have little rooms that we have. And these little rooms keep sometimes little secrets. And sometimes we call them skeletons in the closets. Eh? And a lot of times we do that. And, it says, and, and even sometimes between your husband and wife, we have some secrets. We're not necessarily all open. And we keep those secrets, but they're there. But doesn't stop us to love our wife or husband or our children. It doesn't stop us. But the thing is, God wants to be at home and more and more at home in our hearts. How do we do that? How, how do we open that door? And it's true, like we're talking about inner healing. It's about opening doors in our hearts to be open towards him, to be uh, real before him. And I, I was picturing that in my, in my own life and in my own mind. Like, yeah, we walk into the kitchen and we say, oh, the kitchen is there. But don't go into my bedroom because my bedroom is a mess, really. And we, we keep, the, keep the door closed. Or we don't go downstairs because the downstairs, the basement is so dirty or you can't go there. But actually, or don't open the cupboards because if you see the cupboards, you see how messy it is. And, but the Lord wants to go in every little room. He wants to uh, be present in each room. So it's little by little, day by day, uh, uh, one door at a time, the Lord wants to come in and minister. So he makes his home in our hearts. So to be able to do that, we have to trust in him. It says here in your hearts, as you trust in him. So we have to trust in him that he's there to make it better. Uh, like trust is, first of all, T is for the good news. We all we hear the good news that look, Jesus loves me this morning and we, he wants to save us, that he went to the cross for us so that we have eternal life. That's exciting, the minute we accepted that. And the R I wrote down as revelation. God reveals himself to us in a powerful way. It's a personal thing. Like John was saying this morning, we're original. So God meets us where we are and who we are. And I, I'm so excited to, 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 to know that I'm one of a kind. There is no one else like me. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so God wants us to, to, to have that revelation that we belong to him, that we are his child, that he wants to take care of us, that he wants to come into, in our hearts and to have uh, his home more and more in our lives, in our hearts. So he wants to, not only part of our hearts, he wants all our hearts. And he wants us to be open and real. So once we have that revelation, so there is, that, uh, there is an understanding that takes place that cannot be shaken. We understand what the word of God is. We understand what he, about a, a little bit about his love because we, like he said, we cannot understand all about the love of God. We're only scratching the surface. And we're only touching a little bit at a time. And it seems if, if uh, I, I was trying to imagine, if God would pour out all his love upon me, I'd be probably crushed. Like the song we sang, well, it's like if, 
is, is God's love was the ocean, we'd be probably all sinking, and that's probably true. We'll be sinking right to the bottom because there was so much to contain, and we cannot contain that. But he wants to have that revelation. He wants us to, to take a hold of that a little bit at a time so that we understand the revelation that he loves us. S is for steadfast, or committed or dedicated. I'm steadfast. I'm, I'm solid. I'm secure in him and who he is, who I am. He wants to, to us to be an anchor in him. He wants us to oh, hold on to him so that we're able to, uh, as we trust in him. Uh, the T is for true. That we understand the truth, that there is, he's truthful. He's there. There is, no, there is nothing false about him. There is nothing that lie about him, but he is the truth. And that settles in our hearts. So that we're able to, once we start to believe in that in our hearts, and it, then it becomes easier to understand what he's saying. That he's going to dwell in our hearts. That he was going to come and make his home in our hearts, in every little compartment that we're trying to hide. And it will be, and it's going to free us. Because if when he walks in, it doesn't matter. Because he's going to be there for a little while. I, I, I was trying to picture that one time. And uh, we had some visitors that stayed with us for a little while. And what do we do? We try to make the people at ease. Then, okay, they sit in the living room, say, after a little while, well, don't be shy, go in the fridge. Or don't be shy, go make yourself at home. And, and this is what we want to do with the Lord. We say, Lord, I want you to come into my house. I want, you, I want you to come in, in my living room. And I want you to make yourself at home here. And I want you to be free to go in the fridge, to go into the bedroom or to the bathroom, or to go downstairs. Because I want to be free. And I want to be very open to you. I don't want to hold anything back. Especially, I want you to go in my closet because that skeleton, I don't want to be there anymore. I want to take it out. I want that to, to leave. I want to be open and free so that you have access so that I'm able to be healed by you. And Paul, through this here, all these verses, I'm saying, he says, I pray, I pray. So may you, may you again, and may you, so that we, he says, that we're hearing his cry, so that we become open and, and free in him. And trying to understand that, we try to understand a little heart and mind that how much God loves us and we have a hard time. But God gives us people that we are around us that, oh yeah, this, they, they, real, they reveal their love. Uh, think of John and Susie. Well, do you tell Susie that you love her every day? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, but he wants that. He wants us, he tells us the same way. He says, John, I love you. Or, John, I love you. <laughs> or Katrina, he's pouring out, I love you. And in return, we say the same thing towards him. That's what he wants. Because he's at ease in our heart. And we trust in him that he has his best, our best interest at heart, that he has something exciting for us to do, that he has something very powerful for us to do because he loves us. And the thing is, like you're, you're saying your daughter and says the lion was with you all the way, but it is true, that we have a lion that he has, we, he's with us every day. Amen? So this is powerful. I'll have a bottle, Ivani.
So Christ wants to live in us, in our home, enter and settle down. I wrote, um, Christ, he wants us to be aware and conscious that Christ is within our heart. He wants to know that. He wants us to know that, to be conscious. He wants us to, we would let Christ control, we want him to control our life. And, um, and the thing is, I wrote, it says, it is the presence of Christ within us that motivates us to follow Christ. As we do that, as we let him do his things in our life, because he is our, in our hearts, he leads us. Because the thing is, he's permanently there. He's not only just passing through. John 14, 20 says, says when I'm raised uh, to life again, you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. He wants us to know that. He wants us to know that. Revelation 20, verse 20 says, Look, I'm standing at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I come in. And we will share a meal together as friends. He wants us to realize that. He wants us to make sure thing that we understand that. And Paul, through all the Ephesians, is sharing that, his heart, that we realize that. That he, uh, he wants to have a communion. He wants to talk to us. He wants to have us that uh, the connection with him that we know in our hearts. And because you know what? As we do, it changes our, our, our life's perspective. It changes us totally because we know that we are in him and he's in us. And we've been singing this. We've been talking about this. And we're wanting to know that, yes, he is in us. We don't pray, Lord, come and make a change. No, we're waiting for your presence to come. No, this presence of the Lord is with us right now at all moment. And uh, I like, the, the, again, the thing about the lion is walking with you. Because it, just to show that he is with us all the time. Help us to realize, Lord, that you, we're not alone. That you are with us at all time. When we say, Lord, come in in our lives. Yes, we're giving him the access to the door that he opens. But we've gone, we're, as we give him access to all the little cupboards that he wants us to open to make us free, to make us better, to make us, to change us to a place that we're able to be free in ourselves. And as we're getting, as we're singing, I, I, I kept getting the picture of, there's a thing, freedom, that can flick, keep like a big banner over, the, over us this morning. And he, God wants us to be free. He wants us to be a place that we, uh, yes, original. Uh, aren't you tired to, to try to be someone else and trying to fit into the, uh, the, the shoes of somebody else? And uh, I don't know about you, but in the wintertime, have you tried to walk into somebody else's footsteps in the snow? Some of them are walking like this, eh? and some of them are walking like this, and uh, when you try to fit into somebody else's footstep, it's, it's not you. You get tired of it because it's not your walk. Because you're trying to, to imitate or trying to walk into the, somebody else's shoes, which we're not called to do. And God wants us to walk the way we walk, and we have our own walk. Some of us have a limp, some, some do, don't. But the thing is, we have a special walk, and we walk differently. And it's easy for us to walk this way. But when, when you try to imitate or you try to walk in somebody else's shoes, it's tiring. It's where you, you get weary. You get exhausted because it's not you. God wants us to call, to walk in the call that he has called us. And how we do that 
is by letting him in and do the changes that needs to be done so that we are free to do what he has called us to be. Amen? So, that, so, the, so Paul is crying out and he's, he's praying this, uh, not only for the church, but he's praying for us individually till 2,000 years ago, like I thought maybe, maybe a little bit, yeah, 2000, close to 1,000 years ago. He's praying that for us. And this is a prayer for us so that we're able to grab it and take a hold of that because it, it's a, it, he calls us to be individual. He's called us to be us. And it's, that's where we, and sometimes that we have a hard time because a lot of times we don't know who we really are. We don't know uh, who we are. And God wants us to reveal that. And it's through, yes, through healings, after healing, God knows as he takes more and more and more room in our lives, we realize who we are. He makes us and he shows us. And I don't know how about you, but I, I remember going through that, the, the healing. I didn't really know who I really was. And I was surprised to see some of the stuff that was in, in my heart and in my life that I thought it wasn't there, but it was there. And God wants us to set us free. Amen? So, and it says here that may your roots go down deep and into the soil of God's marvelous love. So he wants our roots to be anchored in him. Uh, there's that song that we sing. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's a, I guess it's a hymn. It's like the tree planted by the rivers. Eh? And I, I shall not be shaken. And it's true. As our roots go down into his love, into his presence, that we're not shaken by anything that comes along. And they were not moved by different things. But we, because we're anchored. But there is roots. But also when there is... Uh, Good soil, there's bad roots comes out too. And these things has to pull, be pulled out. And if you have a garden, you know exactly. If you have a nice lawn, you know exactly. Because the lions come. <laughs> and they want to take over. If you let it happen, they're going to take your, your lawn. But you've got to take those roots out. And those roots are there. And God sometimes just pulls them out one at a time. So that we're able to be free and it comes beautiful. So that it gives us a place to grow. If you take the roots, all the little uh, weeds out, your fruit or your carrots or whatever that you planted in the ground, it gives more them more room to grow. And that's exactly what he wants. So that we are anchored in his love, anchored in the, his presence, so that we're able to grow and grow. So we're planted in, in the good soil. So that's where he wants us to go. Amen? So that we know, that we know his love we call it a gappy love. They said we're able to, to do that. And verse 18 says, again, may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his, God, his love really is. Uh, that speaks to me so much in a sense like, do I really know how much God loves me? Do I really understand how much he loves me? Or is it just something I try to imagine or try to... But do I really? Lord, he says, may you have the power. May you have the power to understand. How do I get the power? Let the Holy Spirit come into your life. And let the Holy Spirit speak to you and make that revelation of who he is. How much he loves you. Because from a little ahead, we cannot understand that. We try to understand. We try to picture this. We try to do that, but we can't. 
But he wants us to understand how wide and how much he loves us. And this, the request that he wants us, or that said we fully understand his love, if we read in, 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 in Ephesians, it talks about the great blessings. He talks all the blessings in the, in the first chapters. Second, again, the knowledge and the power of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 2 talks about, in Ephesians, the mercy and grace of God. So that we're able to understand more. Revelation. Chapter 2 again talks about reconciliation with Jesus, who he was and who he did and what he did for us. So that we're able to understand how much he loves us. And these songs this morning were not just songs that we just sing just because. It's there's a song that we declare to him. That we tell him, Father, I love you because you love me first. And I want to feel your love. I want to feel that. Help me to understand. Let your Holy Spirit just reveal to me uh, how much you love me so that I'm able to trust you more into my heart. So he wants to do that. And in Ephesians chapter 3 talks about uh, God's people coming together as a group like we were doing this morning. We're coming to together and we're declaring to him that just how much we love him, just how much he's precious to us, how just how much, yes, you are worth everything. We're declaring that this morning because it, it is an expression of our hearts. Verse 19 says that may, again, it says, may you experience the love of Christ. May we experience that. May we understand that. Lord, open the blinders. So sometimes what are things in our lives that stops us to hear or to know that love? What stuff, what is the, what, <coughs> excuse me, what is your barrier? What is your wall? What is the door that you keep closed that God wants to open and come in? Or it stops you from receiving or getting the, the, that revelation of God's love. Sometimes it's pride. Unforgiveness that sometimes it's there. God wants to take those things away. Um, arrogance or uh, there are things, there are, I ask you to, Lord, uh, go before him and says, Lord, are there things in my life that's uh, stopping me to receive it, to know that love? Is there things that needs to, I need to lay down? Are there thing, things in my life I need to change? Are there things in my life I need to, Lord, I have to give it to you because this is stopping me. Okay? If, we, if we think about our things, there, there are things that you don't want people to know who you are what we did or what we've come, where we've come from, or what we did just say or what happened just yesterday, we don't want the people to know. And sometimes it's character things, I'm angered, there's things like that or that you feel that, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you want to strangle someone or whatever, that, yeah, or you, there's hate that is in your heart that says, I can't stand that person or I hate. These are things that are barriers that's stopping you to know who he is. And Lord, let, let God reveal that to you. And I know through, yeah, like through he, inner healing, it helps us. It helped me and my wife. I know Yvonne, we did that and just helped us to just open those doors and let God even more, more so that we're able to understand that this love that Christ has for us. So he wants us to experience that love. And only an experience can change an experience. 
if you experience a bad thing, it's going to change what you had before or the experience that you had previously. But God wants us to experience him in a way that will, yes, that this experience will change or transform the way I thought before, or I thought of myself before, or um, I thought about it somebody else. God will come and change us because the only experience will change an experience. Hallelujah. So God wants us to experience that thing, that love that he has for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 35, which we, we, we know um, so often, we've quoted it so often, says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Is there anything? Uh, is it trouble, calamity? Is it persecution? Is it hunger, uh, danger, or threat of life? Is there anything that can stop us from being loved by God? I don't think so. God wants us to make that sure in our hearts. He wants us to know that beyond, we say we, there's a little thing we say often, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So there is, should be no doubt. There wouldn't be, it'd be so clear in our hearts that God loves us. He wants us to minister to us. And verse 19 says, says now the glory of God, by his mighty power at work within us, He's able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. So he wants us to know that in our hearts. He wants us to have that change or transformation within our hearts so that we're able to accomplish what he has called us. And sometimes you say, look, when you look at God's plans, there is no way I can do this. And uh, I'm not able to do this. I'm not capable. Lord, I'm shy. I cannot talk. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. But through the power that he says, because of power, the power that's working within us, he's able to accomplish things that we can't even think of. If it's impossible, it's because God is in the picture. If it's possible, then it's just, it's a, we're in the picture. We're able to make it happen. But uh, there is impossible things in our lives that the Lord wants us to do. He has, we, each of us has a special calling to do imaginable things. Imaginable things because we're original. We're designed for a purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. My prayer this morning is that the Lord make that such a foundation in our lives so that we are who we are to be, what you call us to be. Amen.